0: You're listening to the Embrace Family Recovery Podcast, a place for real conversations with people who love someone with the disease of addiction. Now here is your host, Margaret Swift Thompson.
1: Welcome back. As you heard in episode 16... Tom and Barb have had quite the journey in recovery with their son Eric's disease. A recovery that has not been a straight line trajectory, or as Tom will describe in this episode, the car wash of 30 days and then you get on with life. Today, we continue with Tom and Barb. Barb sharing how she learned not to be the puppet master of the family and their relationships with Eric. Tom will share more about his learning of treatment being more than the car wash. This shift in Tom's thinking offers insight into the humility required to accept family powerlessness over their son's addiction and recovery. Let's get back to Barb and Tom.
0: The Embrace Family Recovery Podcast. It it, it, it
2: is a journey and everybody goes through it in their own way. And, and I am no longer the orchestra leader of everybody's um, relationship with their brother.
1: How did you change that? Well, I, I think just through this
2: whole separation, first of all, in, in the family program, these are your words, words plus actions, matching. We live by that. And and we have suggested to all of our children, when they went to the family program, see how this fits into your world, okay? See how this might work for you. Um, and it was my feeling not to push Eric onto anybody. He's got his own ninth step he's got to deal with and these people and it's not me <laughs> and I'm not telling him what to do and I'm not telling them what to do but we did say to them is this is how it's working for us
1: you shared this your experience how, this is how we
2: feel about who eric has become i i i know you knew him back here but the person you know now is not the same person looks like the same person, just doesn't act like the same person. He had a grave illness and that brought um, his youngest sister to the hospital uh,
0: by my side. Three years ago, April. Yep. Three or two? Three. Three three years ago, April. Two percent chance of survival. It's been
1: quite a ride, hasn't it? There's not been a smooth trajectory since treatment. (laughs)
0: But life isn't smooth you know that's forget forget addiction you know if you if you think we have we have all these grandkids all of them are a little different and have special things you know and and what you realize is that everybody's special and that everybody has uniqueness and and we're not believe me we're not alone in this game when when we went through this with our son i was really open about it at work and everybody, almost everybody I talked to at work, had been affected by addiction somewhere in their families. Everybody, by some form of addiction. You no, know? it's it's everywhere. So, you know, there's no embarrassment thinking that you're on an island all by yourself. And I we took it as the more we shared, the more the more we understood about what other people were going through. And and it was actually very helpful for us by being open and vulnerable and, sharing it with other people and, and then they shared it with us, you know, so that was pretty cool.
1: Did that happen before you went through the family program? Were you open about it or did that help you get more open?
0: Uh, well, I can answer that for me. I, I, I looked at addiction as weakness. I mean, it's, you know, life is pretty simple. If you're doing something that's stupid, just stop doing it. That, that's how my brain works. Right. I get it. You know? If you if you're doing some exercise and it's painful you'll stop you know it's it's almost that simple and, and I remember asking the question how come wh- why can't you just stop because you know you're destroying your life your family, this, and family and through this whole process we found out that it's you can't it's an illness and you can't stop I thought it was an intellectual exercise so I didn't think of it as as op- I wasn't open to it at all in fact I didn't even recognize it until our granddaughter called, and, and then we called around to the other kids. you guys know that Eric's doing this? And they all knew. And, I mean, we were like two dummies, you know. Right. At least I was a dummy. Dumb and
1: dumber. Well, what I would say, in, in kindness to you, because I think it's important to everyone out there sitting there feeling like I was in the same position or I am in the same position. There's two things going on. The person with the disease doesn't want the people who will intervene to know because they believe the only way to survive is to use You, who love them, don't want to see anything wrong because you love them and want to believe the best in them. So there's that two-part going on, and the family secrets are a very real part of this illness. The family doesn't know who to turn to, what to say, even though they may have a very open relationship with you.
0: And the interesting thing for me is that We've talked about this is that this is not a simple thing. You don't just put somebody in a treatment program and 30 days later they come out and life is perfect, right? This, we're 10 years into it. He's sober the whole time, no relapses, but the 10 years haven't necessarily been easy and they're getting easier and we're in, we're all in a much better place today, but it's not an easy fix. This is, this is something that takes time and, and then there's a lot of hurt that happened prior, prior to getting into that. Everybody differently, all, you know, in our group, there were six of us. Everybody had a different, and then two, two grandkids and an ex-wife for him. And, you know, everybody has a different, and it just takes time. And there's no, there's not an easy fix. It's not like you break your arm, you get it set six weeks later, you're back. do not work that way.
1: So you had a major shift, Tom. It sounds like maybe, Barb, you had a sense of the disease, even though needed more education. I'm a nurse. Okay. So I have studied
2: alcoholism. <laughs> so I, I did have that, even though I, and doesn't that, that sounds a little crazy to me when I say that I was a nurse, but yet I was just a masterful enabler. And it's a whole different kind of connection. You have this connection with your child that you're just trying to make everything better. And yet I could look at someone else who had an addiction and say, here's the thing. You really need help.
1: So you went into the profession of helping people. So it's not that big of a leap that you would try to stay in that role. Yeah. Well, yeah. So for you to come to a place of detachment with love is quite impressive. You've done some serious work there. Oh yeah.
2: Here's the thing. I I, I now know that, um, and I've I've said to Eric. I said, you know, I I I I, w- I enabled you, but everything I did came from a place of love. Okay. It 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 wasn't like I got up every day and thought, how can I mess up your life? <laughs> it was how can I make your life better? I was just doing it the wrong way. That's all. And it was it was not. You know, it's not a nefarious thing. It's, it it's so, yeah. I you know, Tom was much better at looking at this clearly than I was.
0: Well, once I understood.
2: Yeah. No, once I understood, I, I, it's once I just was willing to face my part in it. I, I.
1: That is so significant that you just said that and so vital for people to hear. We don't want to face that we have a part in it. Most people coming into this think, if we can just get them fixed, we're going to be good. They're the ones that need the help.
0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Can you relate to what you're hearing? Never miss a show by hitting the subscribe button. Now back to the show.
1: Don't you agree, having gone through this, that it is absolutely imperative everybody get that help? It's absolutely
2: a hundred percent necessity to have full recovery for well, in our case, our family unit. Our our family unit would never be what it is. I if we hadn't gotten our own gotten our own recovery, really. And, and we felt so strong about the family program that we sent our children. I mean, we said, you, you guys, this, this gives you so much to think about. This gives you so much to take into your own life. Um, we'll pay. If you want to go, we'll pay. And they, they did. Willingly? Or was there a
1: little bit of a resistance by any of them?
2: Uh, Kevin did not go. He refused. Um, he and his wife, we actually offered to pay for both of them. He And he's probably had the hardest time of, of anybody. For
0: sure. They're, they're the last two in, to begin the connection. But it's beginning. Yes. And it's beginning through a tragedy. But it's beginning. And I think it's probably because he didn't go. He didn't understand it. He just, yeah. you know. Kevin is probably a little bit like me, where it's an intellectual intellectual issue, and and then it was an anger issue on some hurt that occurred, and you know that's I think that's his deal.
1: I do think that that speaks also to a very common process for siblings, the different relationships. One might be more a caregiver, one might be more angry, one might be just like I'm out, I'm not in this. So. It makes a lot of sense that the struggle might have been harder for your son who didn't get that education, even just the base education of understanding. It may not have changed dramatically the anger or the resistance to connect, but it would have given him information that maybe he didn't understand from a source that wasn't mom or dad.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and we've recommended it to
0: anybody, anybody that's added the psychology of can't cause can't cure can't control forget addiction for just a minute is is really outstanding you you can't cause anybody to do anything and that's psychology that we learned in that program I think was extremely effective for dealing with addiction but it's extremely effective in dealing with life and and that's when Barb talked about the words plus actions matching over time. That was that was you who taught that session. And and I we wrote that down and it became a mantra. I used it in my business career then, from then on. And we used it, we use it personally, we used it with our family, our son, ourselves, our bit my business career, wrote about it in my book as as a key mantra of of success and and you help. We actually interviewed you when we wrote the book back in 17, 2017. That
1: was a privilege, an honor. So what I believe has, has been said, and I agree, that isn't it a shame it takes the tragedy and pain of the illness progressing that people have to find this solution? Because yeah. I've heard from more than a handful, that's an understatement, of people that this is such a great way to live recovery period and and i was just saying to another friend who i interviewed in in the beginning of covid i heard on mainstream media a psychologist i think it was being interviewed about how are we going to get through this covid and you know what he said he said the way we are going to get through covid is by embracing the principles of 12-step recovery because they know how to do this beautifully we need a community of support we need to live one day at a time We need to surrender control because we have none. I was like, you know, like that's happening out there, you know?
0: Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good.
1: And I think it's true. You can definitely take what you learn in recovery and branch it out to every relationship, every aspect of your life. Yeah.
2: Yes. After we left the family program, as we were telling our our, uh, young adult children, I said, you know what? This is a course that should be taught senior year in high school. Okay, the whole twelve-step program—not it—it's it, geared to addiction. I get that, but this is just a way of of life, which would make everything so much simpler if you just could accept sure. all of these steps along the way.
1: Yeah. I'm biased, but I agree. (laughs) You will. Yeah. No. So for families who may not be in the place you are, which is 10 years out, and I hear you loud and clear, challenges along the way, if they're in the place of living in this and they're feeling like they just can't stop enabling and they don't know what to do and they're exhausted, what would you give them for support? Oh,
2: boy. You have to get help. You can't carry that load on your own shoulders. You have to just look at yourself and say, I was the enabler. I, I, I was part of this problem. And wow, I pointed the finger at other people who I said, oh, they're, they're, that, no, look at that. That's an enabler. Never wanted to look at in that mirror and see that I was that same person. Which, guess what, it's really freeing. I mean, once you really get to that point, it's really freeing because, ah, yes, I, it,
1: yeah. So a big part for you sounds like, Barb, that it was also just the freedom to believe that you did not cause it, that it was not your fault. Nothing you did made him an addict.
2: It it, it was. It, it, it was. I, I, it take takes a long time to try to not be a fixer
0: of the problem. We would have never stopped unless we had gotten help. So I, I think to answer from my my view on your question is, if you're not seeking help through a family program, through Al-Anon, through counseling, you're gonna you're not going to get there and. Um, it's no different than anything you do in life. If you want to be good at your profession, you practice it. If you want to be good, you know, if you want to get to be a better golfer, then you got to practice golf, right? In business, if you, you know, a lot of, lot of, uh, you know, CEOs and executives of major companies have personal life coaches, where they're helping them not with addiction, but through life and to understand themselves and to better know their natural tendencies and how to be a better mentor and leader and executive and so on. So you got to work on your life and 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 that's the same with addiction. It's tough enough when you have support
2: around you. And if you don't have that, I I mean it's one of the greatest gifts of our lives. We I mean we really believe that the family program, that the 12 step Lifestyle is one of the greatest gifts we've ever dealt with because we really try to live it. You know, we're not perfect, but we try real hard.
1: Did you think when this journey started and you were brought to the awareness of Eric's addiction that you'd ever get to a place of gratitude? That he, through him, you got this?
2: Actually, when we took Eric Hazelden, I was the person who thought, "Oh, thank God! As soon as he gets
0: out, my life will be normal." Okay,
2: so I never, ever, ever.
0: We flew. We, we were in New Jersey. We were living in New Jersey, and and the time, and we flew into Minneapolis, did the intervention. And as I said, for me, this this was an intellectual issue, not a sickness or an illness. And I thought, okay, let's fix this. We got to get back on the plane, and go back to New Jersey. I got to go to work in the morning. We got, we got to fix this, you know. Right. And this should be really fixable. So let's stick them in this place, and 30 days later, it comes out, and boom, it's like you know, it's like going through a car wash. Right. Car dirty, you go through, you come out, you got a clean car. It should not be that simple. And unfortunately, it's not. No. I, no, I mean, <laughs> it's a 10-year car wash.
2: I, 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 I stayed, <laughs> but still, it was. I, I mean, really. The family program was just the very beginning
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that's, the very, that's the very 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 beginning the
0: tools to begin of to heal. the healing
1: the old recovery toolbox if we as family members want serenity and peace in our lives we need to keep that toolbox close at hand and actually use the tools as barb and tom have shared there is no cure for the disease of addiction however There is a powerful solution for everyone in the family if we are all willing to work our program of recovery. If you find yourself wondering, how can I get there? What are these tools? I want more help. Go to my website, embracefamilyrecovery.com and learn more about how I can come alongside you in developing strategies and embracing the tools of recovery to offer you, as family members, a different quality of life. And please come back next week, where we'll continue our conversation with Barb and Tom. I want to thank my guests for their courage and vulnerability in sharing parts of their story. Please find resources on my website, embracefamilyrecovery.com. This is Margaret Swift Thompson. Until next time... Please take care of you.